here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.4 FM in Hermanus. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This episode of Civic Education is proudly brought to you by SABC Radio Education in partnership with Government Employees Pension Fund at SAFM, uh, SABC Education, Enriching Minds, Enriching Lives. The aim of saving uh, for retirement is uh, to provide an income in retirement, but uh, there are instances where a retirement fund member can access all the funds before reaching retirement age. And uh, obviously there are times when most people wish to take an early retirement, but it is imperative to talk to a financial planner first so that you can make um, a decision that is, is, is based on the understanding, the full understanding of the tax implications and other implications that are involved. Today, Dumele Mudise, who's a client liaison officer at the Government Employees Pension Fund, is joining us to help us understand the difference and implications brought about by both early retirement and normal retirement. Itumeleng, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, good evening, Patricia, and good evening to all your listeners. It's an honor to be part of your show tonight. Let's talk about uh, the the retirement uh, um, issue. what is the difference between a person taking early retirement and normal retirement? Okay, um, thanks Patricia once more. Um, so as prescribed um, in the government employees pension law, as well as in the public um, um, uh, service act, um, that is obviously used in, in, in terms of employing all the public servants, um, the normal retirement age in the public sector is the age 60s. So that's what we deem as normal retirement age. And any age um, prior to that, that is between age 55 and 59 years, that will be deemed to be um, early retirement. So then obviously, um, looking at the fact that the government employees pension fund is a defined benefit fund, um, it will just mean that if you retire earlier than 60, then obviously your benefits will be a little lesser than when you retire at normal age of 60. But given the fact that most um, public servants can retire even up to the age of 65, which is like the highest age that they can remain employed. So the higher you remain employed, um, obviously, then your benefits will be higher, and if you you you, you leave service, um, then obviously you will be penalized um, at the rate of 0.33 percent for every month that you didn't work up to the age 60. Ms. A-teamers, I'd like to remind you that uh, we are talking about early retirement versus normal retirement with Idumeleng Mudise, who's client liaison officer at the Government Employees Pension Fund. Please do call in or send your messages to ask your questions if you are part of this particular benefit or if your parents are part of uh, the particular scheme. The numbers to dial are 011-714-2006 or send SMSs to 41391. WhatsApp's go 
020-614-104-107. Looking forward to hearing from you, A-teamers. Itumileng, are there different types of retirements that uh, GPF acknowledges? Absolutely. Um, besides the, the normal retirement, uh, which is from the age of 60, um, we do have uh, early retirement uh, that we've already um, touched on. But we also have early retirement due to ill health. This is now when um, an employee or a, a member of the GEPF retires early due to illness, and that has that will have to be approved obviously by the head of the department that the member or the employee is em, is employed with, and and then of course there's what we call um, early retirement. Um, that is um, constituted or perhaps, um, if I can put it, started by or endorsed by the the employer based on the fact that the department is restructuring and then the employer is then giving uh, the employee um, that opportunity to retire early without obviously um, halving or, or decreasing any of their benefits. We recently have heard of the retirement without or ill retirement without without the penalty, which is obviously then the uh, the deficit in terms of the contribution um, is funded by the national treasury or the employer to put it to put it uh, mildly. So those are the the types of ill retirement benefits that that we have within the GEPS. Who qualifies uh, to receive retirement benefits or to even be part of the scheme that receives the retirement benefits? Um, any any member of the GEPF, Patricia, um, who has attained um, the age of 60 um, can retire, obviously with approval from the department. Um, but then obviously the employee will have to um notify the employer of their intention to retire at least within six months prior to the retirement uh, uh, date then the employer upon approval they will have to um, ensure that the employee has completed all the necessary documentation and send it to the government employees pension fund at least three months prior to the retirement a um, a date and then obviously um, upon retirement within 60 days of, of, of everything or um, living service, the GEPF will then ensure that the member or the employee has all of the benefits in, 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 the, in the account. Um, the same applies also um, if an employee opts to have early retirement. Um, that will have to be done by the employee in writing to the um, human resources department and upon approval then obviously the necessary documentation will have to reach the GEPF three months prior to exit date. So Dumaleng, in other words, that um, anyone who wants to take up retirement, whether it's early retirement or due to ill health um, or because of uh, reaching the threshold age, that person will need to get approval from the employer in order for them to retire? Absolutely. Um, that, that that's a discussion really between the employee and the employer, and it, it, it has to be agreed upon. Um, the, the the main mistake that we or the 
the main problem that we often encounter is that um, when employees reach retirement age, um, some of them, they just decide to just stay home, hoping that the employer will automatically, you know, um, uh, execute the, uh, the retirement process without informing the employer. So um, the main uh, issue here is for the employee really to engage with the with the employer, notify them of their intention um, that they will be retiring or they will be exiting uh, service at a certain date, given the fact that they still have a leeway of going up to, up to the age of 65 um, to be really uh, kicked out of the personal system. So even if an employee has reached the age of 60, if they haven't really informed the employer, um, nothing will be done. So it's really, really, really important that the employer or the member of the GEPF uh, engages and informs the employer of their intention to retire. So tell us, what's the process uh, for applying for early retirement? So the process um, um, starts with the employee or the member of the GEPF informing the HR um, official consent or the, the, the uh, relevant department of their intention to retire. And once an approval has been given, then the employee will be notified in writing and they will then be given um, the necessary forms that they need to complete. So the main forms that need to be completed, obviously, will be what we call the Z894, which is a um, a bank form. Uh, they need to complete, obviously, then they are banking details, um, not notifying us where exactly to pay the funds. Um, and there's also a, a retirement choice form that they need to complete. Um, the reason being that the retiring member has got an option of um, uh, letting us know whether to pay, you know, upon their, their passing, either 50% um, or 75% of what they'd be earning at retirement to their surviving spouse. So completing the retirement choice form is also very, very important. And clarity needs to be, to be, to be, to be um, required from the HR officials when completing those forms as to what the implications are. Because then obviously the choice that you make on that choice form has got, um, are quite relevant to um, the amount of money you will be getting in terms of either the gratuity or the annuity that one will be getting. And then obviously all the certified uh, documents will have to be within the 60 months, sorry, the 60, uh, sorry, the six months uh, period. All documentation certified over the 60, the six months uh, obviously will be deemed to be invalid. Excellent. Um, you know, it seems that there's a lot that we need to find out around uh, the GPF, especially for those who are members, because we can't take things for granted. There's a lot of people who, like you said, would just sit at home and think it's going to be an automatic process that because they have reached the age of 60, then it will be automatic that they will get their pension. A-teamers, it's half past 10. We are talking to Dumeleng Mudisa, who's client liaison officer at the GEPF. You can ask your questions around the GEPF uh, via sending an WhatsApp to 0614 104 107.
Hi, Mantuli. Mantuli is calling here from Devon. I'm an Imsarazi. Can you check for me from your guest there? Uh, I think I recently joined the public service, I think three years ago, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I know that there's a, a nomination of beneficiaries and stuff, uh, which I've never, I've never been introduced to, nor have I ever uh, selected anyone to be my beneficiary. So I'm of a view that should anything happen to me, uh, maybe though there might be a backlash between my kids and my and my siblings in relation to the fact that I don't have anyone that I've nominated. And uh, given the current circumstances or situation, how one can go about in ensuring or in nominating a beneficiary? Thanks, sisters. Thank you very much, Atima, and congratulations on the new job. So, Dumeleng, um, he's new to uh, the Government um, Employees Pension Fund, but has never been given form. So, how can he go about it? Sure. Um, Patricia, um, that's a very good question. And that's one of the the dilemmas we find ourselves as a fund um, uh, challenged with. Uh, obviously, with uh, the lot of unclaimed benefits that we're having, so um, the, the the member, upon um, starting uh, employment in the, in the public sector and being admitted as the member of the GEPF, they need to make sure from the point go that they notify the fund um, of their personal information, and they need to complete the the nomination form. The form itself can be accessed through the uh, Human Resources Department. Alternatively, anyone can access the forms by um, downloading it on the GEPF website, which is www.gepf.gov.za. We're on the verge, as we speak, of launching a self-service app, which should be launched just post the 26th of, of this month, which is Friday. So we'll be giving more information on that, on the self-service, where members can actually um, just update their information, their personal information, or nominating their beneficiaries using the self-service app. So that's very crucial, it's very critical, it's very important that every time their personal information changes or information about their, nom- uh, their beneficiaries changes, they need to let us know because upon their passing, will be informed by that nomination as to how to distribute their pensions. Excellent. Let me go to uh, um, our A-teamers. But before that, I'm getting messages from some of our A-teamers who are listening, asking about private companies, um, retirement annuities and the likes. However, I'd like to remind you that this is a special feature and we are concentrating on those who are part of the Government Employees Pension Fund. So, Itumeleng uh, Mudise can only answer related to that, not around private retirement annuity uh, schemes. Ntlapo, you're holding on the line. Good evening. Hi, good evening, Patricia. How are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm okay. And to yourself, Itumeleng. Hi, good evening, sir. Thanks. My question is of general, but also specific. I don't know how to look in the right way, but the point is, can the employer, from either legal obligation or from the point of the rules of the fund, be obliged or carry particular responsibility if it found that one of the employees who happens now (coughs) to retire 
was never recruited or joined the retirement fund during the employ the employment. That's the first part. Whether the employer should have broken any particular uh, rule and what are the rights of that particular retired employee. Secondly is, in the event that given the, 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 the situation of distress in our country, whereby you find an employee test knows by that time that he or she is retiring, but they fail to follow these necessary processes to go and inform and then get his or her claim. But the employer does literally nothing to trace that particular employee, to advise the employee that you're supposed to have done one, two, three, four, five. How can the two be reconciled in moving forward, Itumeleng? Thank you. Itumeleng, you can take that one. Thanks, Patricia. And thanks to, to um, the Honorable Caller. Um, just responding to the first part of um, the caller's question. Um, look, um, if, if I understood correctly, Patricia, he, he was um, um, asking if um, the, the employee wasn't, being, wasn't contributing to the fund. Now, the rules that govern how GEPF pays its benefits are surrounded by obviously, or they are intertwined with um, the 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 way in which the employee um, has been, um, or the contract, the, the contractual agreement between the employer and the employee. So, in certain instances, some employees within the public sector are not contributing to the fund, meaning that they are getting um, what you call uh, total cost to, empl- to, 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 uh, to company. They are not contributing to the fund um, or they are getting uh, a certain percentage in lieu of benefits and they are not contributing at all. Um, in such instance, there is nothing that we as the fund can do. We we can only intervene if um, the, the 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 terms of of of, of employment um, of the employee uh, stipulate that the employee would be contributing then to the fund. So if an, an employee is not contributing to the fund at all, that means that employee is not a member of the GEPF. And that means that that employee certainly does not have any interest whatsoever within the GEPF. And there are such conditions. And they are mm-hmm. determined within the, by the public service um, um, act as well. Let me go to another ATM, Memaja. Good evening, Memaja. Good evening, Pat. Good evening to me. You evening, are speaking with Memaja. I'm calling from Puchadichaba. Should I be off track? Please bear with me. I dozed off for about five minutes or so. I've got a challenge with my granddaughter, who is um, 21-22. The mother of Jesus was a public servant, passed away when this little girl was 10 years. The child has been staying with me throughout up to now. My son is the father to this um, little girl. So 
apparently on the nomination form it was this little girl and uh, my daughter-in-law's sister so she, she can't just get anything that is due to her because um the, the, the mother was waiting around somewhere there so i had to go to pretoria with a little girl they said um, they are aware that the mother is late but they have not received any paperwork from where she was going we went uh, to johannesburg they told us that um Fremichen van der Bale hasn't found them with information. So it's almost 12 years that this little girl cannot get what is due to her. Jobek office told us that um, she must come with a Mangwani, with an aunt. Mangwani is flatly refusing. So we don't know whether that's the money that will ultimately be lost me being a pensioner you can imagine mm. so your question Memaja, is basically to ask about what can be done well, in this case yes, all right in this case. please uh, okay. please listen over the radio we need to take a break and Itumileng will definitely respond after that late night conversations with patricia Anduli, monday to thursday 10 p.m till midnight Itumeleng, before the break, Memaja had a very um, long-standing issue around GPF payment. What is it that she can do to go about this? And obviously, Ben will give you her number so that you'd be able to follow up with this on a private level. But what can she do? Sure. Patricia, look, the the point of departure is to establish if the beneficiary has any uh, amount paid to her. Listening to what you're saying, at the time of payment, the beneficiary was a minor, meaning uh, younger than the age of 18. And that means, in that instance, if the beneficiary is um, younger than 18, we pay um, the funds uh, to the master of the high court. And that money is obviously then linked to the guardian at that time. And only the guardian can access the funds on behalf of the beneficiary. So if the funds are accessed after the beneficiary has turned 18, the beneficiary herself can access um, uh, the funds um, at the master of the high court. But the, the, the point of departure is for them to get confirmation that the money has been paid to the beneficiary and they need to get proof of payment that they then need to produce as the, as the master of the high court for the funds to be dispensed to them. Okay, so... So then, yes, Patricia, I will really appreciate if we can get uh, uh, the the contact of the manager so we can um, liaise with them and find out really if the funds have been dispensed to them. Okay, Ben will definitely do that and uh, give you those details. Um, But is there a link between the two beneficiaries? I mean, here, Memaja says uh, she was told that uh, she needs to bring the other beneficiary, who is the aunt of uh, the child, and uh, this person is blatantly refusing. It's possible. Um, uh, the, the, the situation or the circumstances around that will it just depend. If the aunt was the, the guardian, then definitely the funds would have been paid in the name of the guardian. And that means the guardian, obviously, at that time would have been the only person authorized 
to access the funds on behalf of the beneficiary. So we will just need to really investigate you know, the circumstances around that whole situation um, at the time of making payment. Excellent. Uh, Benzito will definitely give you her number so you can take it forward. Uh, can, can you, Idumeleng, give us contact details for our A-teamers who are listening right now and might need your assistance? Absolutely. Um, look, our call center is open Monday to Friday um, between 8 a.m. and 4.30 in the afternoon. Alternatively, they can email us or, um, on um, GEPF, sorry, uh, inquiries at gepf.co.za uh, that's inquiries at gepf.co.za and once again the telephone number is 0800-117-669 Thank you very much for joining us this evening in Dubmiling. It's a pleasure, thanks Patricia